It's good to be here with you again, and uh, this feels like home to my wife and I always, every time we're here with our family at Hebron. She sends her love. She's uh, traveling sometime today uh, to Longview to try to take care of a few things for her 93-year-old mother, and I admire her for that because my children have already told me if I live to be 93, I'm out of luck, and... uh, They'll take in my wife, but they don't want me anywhere near. So anyway, I admire her for that. And, and uh, October the 9th is your Pastor Appreciation Sunday. And he had asked me if I could preach that Sunday too, but I have to be somewhere else, so I regret that. Uh, Phil has invited me to the Covered Dish lunch, though. And uh, you, you do understand that... Uh, you kind of know you're really a Baptist if you really believe that you have to have a covered dish to get into heaven. So anyway, uh, we'll see if we can make that, and we'll try. But anyway, it's good to be here this morning, and there's a couple of things that a preacher never wants to do. One is to follow a great preacher and then try to preach. The other thing is you never follow Daphne, okay? And I've done that this morning. So we're done. We'll just go on home here in a minute after I pray. Anyway, what a blessing, and uh, it's good to be here with you this morning. Let me invite you to open your Bibles to the New Testament, the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 6, and we'll get into the text in a minute. It's a short text, and that means it'll be a very short sermon, right, Phil? Yes, sir. So anyway, Mark chapter 6. And we'll be looking at verses 45 through 51, but I want to start off and and just read a portion of one verse and then kind of stop and pray and then go back and kind of look through the text a little bit. But it's, it's, it's something that Jesus said in verse 50. And it says, For they all saw him and were were troubled, but immediately he talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. So let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for for the experience of worship. Father, we thank you for the prayers that were offered up, the the gifts that were given, the offerings that were made, and the prayer requests that were voiced. Some probably weren't, but you know that as well. And Father, we thank you this morning that you're here, you're present, and Father, your presence is powerful. And Father, I pray this morning that you'll speak to our hearts, young and old alike, May we know that we've been in your presence. May we know that we've heard the sound of your voice. And Father, may we also say with full confidence that we've responded, that we've answered, and that we've allowed you into our lives this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now those words that Jesus spoke that I read, be of good cheer, don't be afraid, it's I, uh, there's a backdrop to that. Uh, Jesus had fed the multitudes prior to this, And after the multitudes were fed miraculously, Jesus sent his disciples across the the sea and and they were out in the the boat. A great storm arose. And and so let's pick it up at verse 45. And it says, immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida uh, while he went and sent the multitude away. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. And and then he saw them straining at rowing, for the wind 
was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea, and would have passed them by. And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. But immediately, and here's what we read, he talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Then he went up into the boat to them, and the wind ceased, and they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure, and they marveled. And so, again, that phrase, and, and you know why he said that now, because they were fearful. They were in this boat, they were out at sea, and, and obviously a, a storm arose, and even though they were seasoned sailors, or most of them, they were afraid. And, and so Jesus came to them, he walked on the water, they saw him, and, and they were afraid of that as well. Because they didn't understand it. And, and so there they were in this boat on, on a stormy sea in a bad situation. They were fearful. And Jesus said to them, be of good cheer. And, and that phrase is, is a powerful and, and important phrase. In fact, Jesus used it at least four other times that I'm aware of in the four Gospels. And each one was a different situation. But each one is dealt with someone or a group of people who were in a difficult place, whether spiritually or physically or whatever. Uh, sometimes it was a, a physical ailment, and, and some other times it was something else. This time it dealt with a, a group of men who were fearful in, in, in the situation in which they found themselves. So, so when he says, be of good cheer, it, it's, it's powerful, and it's meaningful, and it's important, and and, and we shouldn't just dismiss it as some kind of greeting or salutation. You know what that is, don't you? So when you see someone you haven't seen or you see someone, you say, well, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. And, and, and we all say things like that, don't we? It's a greeting. It's a salutation. But what Jesus said to them is, is much more than that. It's, it's authoritative. It's a blessing, but it's also a command and a promise all at the same time. That simple phrase, be of good cheer, it means to take heart. It means to, to take courage, to, to cheer up, to be brave, to be happy. It means to reject the feelings that your situation have brought into your life. Could be fear, could be doubt, it could be something negative or, or, or anger or whatever it is. It means to reject those feelings or emotions of, of gloom and doom and fear and defeat and, and let the joy and the strength and the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ break into your life. And that's, that's exactly what he told those disciples on that boat. So I don't know what kind of boat you're in this morning. It, it may be rough seas. It may be smooth sailing right now. But I do know that we all need to hear those words of our Savior, be of good cheer, take heart, take courage. And, and, and he could say that based on what he said following, be of good cheer. And he says, be of good cheer, for it is I, and I'm here. And you know what? I have found out through life that that's all, it's just about all I need to know. That he is who he says he is. He is who the Bible portrays him to be. He is the very living son of God. It's him. 
And when it's him, I don't need anyone else. I don't need anything else. Because he also says, it is I, and I'm here. I'm present. You can count on me. And so that's why he can say with, with all authority, be of good cheer. And there's some reasons and some things we work through in the text that I want you to see this morning. And in fact, look back at verse 48. The Bible says that he saw them. He saw them. Now, they talked about seeing in sight in the children's message this morning. And so that's appropriate, isn't it? He saw, Jesus saw those disciples, his close friends, his followers. He saw them. And he sees them right where they are. He sees the, the situation they're in. He knows full well what's going on. And I want to tell you something this morning. You, you may think no one else knows or no one else cares what you're going through. But Jesus sees you. He's fully aware of what's going on in your life. And every time that I feel that that. I'm all alone and, and no one really knows and no one really cares. I'm reminded of those words that, that he sees me just like he saw those disciples. He sees where we are. He knows what we're going through. He knew exactly what those disciples were going through. He saw them, the Bible says, straining at the oars. And that they strained because they were in a difficult, stormy situation. They were in, in this boat out at sea, and he saw that, and he, he knew what they were going through, and, and the same is true of me, and the th same is true of you. Sometimes we think that we're the, the only one in our boat, but you know, in reality, we're all in the same boat, aren't we? I mean, we really are. We, we all experience times of, of joy and happiness, but we also experience those, those difficult times and where fear and doubt and, and, and feelings of rejection come in and things are rough, we're all in the same boat. And so Jesus sees us. He knows exactly what we're going through. Not only does he see us now, he sees where we've been. He sees what we've gone through. And, and everything that we've gone through has kind of contributed to where we are, doesn't it? And he sees where we've been. He sees where we are, and then he also sees something else. He sees where we will be. I'm glad he sees it, and I don't. I don't really know what, what, what's going to happen tomorrow. But the Lord knows, and that, that kind of, I can't even wrap my mind around that, really. But he knows, and nothing will happen to me tomorrow that surprises him in the least. He's fully aware of that as well. The amazing thing about this story, one of the amazing things is that, that he knew those disciples would be in that boat, in that situation, before he told them to head out to sea. And get this, he still told them to go. Knowing full well what they were going to experience. I don't know how the disciples thought about where they were or the boat they were in, but sometimes I feel like maybe you do too. You know what? I, I'm, I, I'm not perfect, and, and I make a lot of mistakes, but, but I try to be obedient to the Lord. I, I try to do what he leads me to do. I try to do what he wants me to do. 
And, and, and so how did I end up in this boat? Maybe those disciples thought the same thing. Hey, wait a minute. He's the one that told us to go across while he waited where it was safe. He's not here with us. We, we, we were obedient. We did exactly what he told us to do. And, and here we are in this boat out at sea in a storm. Have you ever felt like that? But there they were. It didn't surprise Jesus. He, he knew exactly what was going to happen. He knew exactly what they were going through. The Bible says he saw them straining. He saw them struggling. He, he saw the fear and all those things. And the same is true of us. He knows exactly what you're going to face tomorrow. The next day and the day after that. So he sees us. And when he says, be of good cheer, it is I, he sees us. Not only that, the Bible says in verse 48, now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them. Now, now there's something that I don't know if you caught it there. He saw them, he, he knew full well what was going on, and yet he didn't go immediately. They might have thought it was an emergency Apparently, the Lord didn't because he knew what was going to happen, didn't he? But he didn't, he didn't rush immediately. But the Bible does say that he came to them walking on the sea and would have passed them by. He got so close. But he came to them. Not only does he see us, he comes to us where we are. I, I tell you what, I, I'm glad that he does. I'm glad he sees me, but I'm also glad he comes to me. He doesn't wait for us to come to him. He didn't wait for those uh, sailors to, to get their act together and, and work together and, and overcome the storm they were in and come to him. The Bible says he came to them where they were. And he comes to us. He comes to us. I, I've told you this before many times, but I was seven, I was seven years old in Bryan, Texas, and, and he came to me in, that, in a church service when I accepted him as my Savior. He came to me. I, I, didn't, I didn't search him out. I didn't look for him. I, I was just sitting in church like you are today and just expecting the same thing to happen that happened the Sunday before and the Sunday before and the Sunday before. And, and, and he came. He comes to us, and he makes his presence known, and he makes it available. The Bible says that they saw him walking on the sea. They saw him coming to them, but they didn't know it was him. They, they thought it was a ghost, that it was, they, they were seeing things. They didn't know what to think, and for they all saw him, and they were troubled. They were troubled by the storm. They were troubled by what they saw, but he immediately came to them and made his presence known. He made his presence available. I want you to know something this morning. Jesus, whatever boat you're in, whatever, whatever circumstance you're in, he wants you to know that he's present. That he's there. And he always is. 
You know, he's made us a lot of promises, hasn't he? But one promise he always made that sticks out to me is, Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. He, he's ever-present because he comes to us. He doesn't wait for us to come to him. So he sees us. He knows what we're going through, where we've been, where we are, where we will be. He comes to us wherever we are. Have you thought about that? Whatever you're going through, wherever you are in life, and, and listen to me. You may be far away from him right now. I don't know that. You may be involved in things that no one knows about, but I want to tell you something. The Lord comes to you no matter what. You're not in a place ever that he won't come to you. Isn't that great news this morning? That, that you're, you're not in a place no matter what that he will not come to you. So he sees us, he comes to us, and then the Bible says, lastly in verse 50, that he speaks to us. He speaks to us. In fact, it says, but immediately he talked with them. He spoke to them. And the words he said were, be of good cheer, take heart, be brave, be courageous, be happy, be joyful, because it's I. It's me. So don't be afraid. He speaks to us. He speaks to us words of truth. Always he speaks truth. You know, sometimes the truth is difficult to hear, isn't it? It really is. I remember when our middle daughter was about three or four years old, and, and she's, she's always kind of done her own thing. And she was uh, the most different of all of four of our children. Well, she was about three years old, and, and she, had, she had done something. She had made a mess in the floor, and she was standing right in the middle of it. So my wife said, uh, Kristen, oh, I shouldn't have said her name, should I? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> it said, she said, Kristen, did, did you do that? And, and Kristen said, no, I didn't do it. She said, are you sure you didn't do it? Kristen said, I didn't do it. I promise I didn't do it. And, and so her mother said, now listen to me. You need to tell me the truth right now. Tell me the truth. And she said, but mom, the truth is not good. And so sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the truth isn't what we want to hear. The truth is not good. But Jesus always tells us the truth, doesn't he? He never says anything that isn't true. You say, well, how do you know that? Because he's God. He's perfect. And, and he can't lie, and he won't lie. And he told his disciples when he told them about heaven, do you remember this? He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you. And then he went on to say later, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he speaks to us and what he tells us is always true so when he told his disciples in that boat be of good cheer it is I don't be afraid he told them the truth didn't he that was the truth they needed to hear what's the truth that you need to hear this morning I promise you this whatever it is it's true and it's good even though you might not think it is he's telling you the truth 
He always speaks words of truth. He always speaks also words of encouragement. He encouraged them. And even sometimes when the truth is something we don't want to hear, it still encourages us. And it picks us up and it lifts us up because it's the words of Jesus. So he, he sees us. He sees you right now. He sees me. And, and nothing he sees surprises him or says, oh, I didn't know that. He's always known. And he comes to us. He'll come to you this very instant. And he speaks to us. He speaks to us through his Holy Spirit, doesn't he? You ever been urged by the Holy Spirit, prompted, prodded, or even at, with a megaphone? Sometimes he speaks to us through someone else, a trusted friend, uh, uh, someone you look up to in the faith. Sometimes he speaks to us, and most of the time through his written word. And everything he says and anything he says will line up with the truth of God's word, always, every single time. So I want you to look at one verse, and we'll close. Verse 51 says, and then he went up into the boat to them. I like that. He got in the boat with them. So whatever boat you're in, and you know what I mean by that, right? Whatever boat you're in, he's in the boat with you. You're not alone. Do you remember the, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the Old Testament book of Daniel? And they, you remember they had to go through the, the fiery furnace, and there they were, and the king looked in, Nebuchadnezzar looked in the fiery furnace, and he said, I... I see three men, but I also see a fourth man, and he is the Son of God. Even in the furnace, Jesus was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In your boat, in your situation, in your life, he's with you. You're never alone. He's in the boat. But verse 51 says, and then he went into the boat to them, and watch this. The wind ceased. The wind ceased. The storm was gone. You know why? Because wherever Jesus is, there's calm. And those things they were so fearful of, the, the instant they realized the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, there was calm. The wind ceased. Do you ever just wish, man, I just wish this would let up, whatever it is? It could be a number, it could be a family matter, it could be a financial matter, it could be a spiritual matter. Have you ever just said, I wish this would just let up? The Bible says the wind ceased. But it also says this, and they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure. And they marveled. Have you ever had something happen in your life that, that was so difficult and, and you really didn't think that you would live through it, it intact, that is? And, and then the Lord Jesus kind of, his presence just kind of came in and, and, and 
Oh, it didn't go away immediately, but you just felt a calm and a peace. That the Bible calls that a, a peace that passes all understanding. In other words, there's no words for it. There's no explanation for it. There, there's no scientific formula that figures it out. But I want to tell you something. It's, it's true. And it happens over and over again and over and over again. That where Jesus is, there's calm. Verse 52 says, For they had not understood about the loaves when he fed the multitudes. They, 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 they knew it was a dynamic, great thing that happened. They didn't really grasp it because he said something to them. He said, I'm the, I'm the bread of life. I'm what makes life happen. I sustain life. They didn't get it because their heart was hardened, the Bible says. And then when this happened... They recognized Jesus in verse 54. And the crowd did too. And, and then it goes on to say what happened following that, that incident at sea. All kind of things began to happen. The glory of the Lord shone everywhere he went. Because his disciples experienced for the first time probably the absolute powerful presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in their life. So this morning, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, He sees you. He knows exactly what you're dealing with because He saw you yesterday, today, and He sees you tomorrow. He, he knows. He knows how it started. He knows what's going on. He knows how it's going to end up. He knows. And he comes where you are. And he's going to speak to you. And when you understand and are aware of his presence, the wind will cease. There'll be a calm. You won't understand it. But it's him. Just like he told his disciples, don't be afraid. Be of good cheer. It is I'm here. I'm in the boat with you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for a Savior who loves us, for a Savior who rescues us, sustains us, sees us, comes to us, and speaks to us. Father, I pray this morning that the one person or two or three that they're in this boat, this storm, Father, I pray this morning that you've just revealed yourself to them and their eyes will be open to your presence. Their heart will be receptive to your presence. Father, I pray for those who maybe have never experienced you in their life at all, at any point. Father, this morning may be the reason they're here. I pray that you'll, you'll come to them, you'll speak to them, and they'll receive you into their life this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.